All right, good evening. Welcome back uh, to James 5. Go back to James 5. Just a quick look at two verses. Actually, we were here last week, but we're going to go back to the Old Testament in a moment and see something that, you know, sometimes we might read over a passage in the Word of God and think, that's not much there, you know, that's that's really insignificant, but there's nothing written in the Word of God that is insignificant. And so I pray that when you read it, you won't pass up a passage and say, ah, not much there. In James 5.16, you remember last time, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And then James used the example of Elijah. Verse 17, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. <clears throat> In other words, he suffered from the same things that we suffer from. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. Even with his infirmities, this was a powerful prayer. We'll read it in a moment. And after he prayed, it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again three years and six months later. And the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. And now to that story, 1 Kings 17, we're just going to read the part, we're just going to look briefly at this passage, we're not going to go to the passage where it rained again, in fact we looked at that last time. If you remember Elijah continued to pray, prayed seven times before the little cloud came up and it rained. 1 Kings 17 in verse 1, and Elisha, Elijah rather, the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, who by the way was a wicked and idolatrous king, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Right? That's pretty powerful. And it's as the Lord liveth, and so he, it's basically Elijah's say it's going to be according to my word. God gave him that power. And the word of the Lord came unto him, that is Elijah, saying, Get thee hence and turn eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. How'd you like to have some big vultures to be your waiters? Every morning and every evening. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. So he went and hid himself by this brook. For he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. Verse 7, and it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you, Father, for your grace and kindness. Thank you, O oh God, for this wonderful book, the Word of God that we have that teaches us about you, Father, and teaches us how you deal with us and how you're compassionate and that you're always doing things for the good of thy people. And Father... A lot of times we don't see it that way. And 
Father, we kick against the prick sometimes of thy providence, but Father, I pray that we would know that that everything that you do is working for our good and for our sanctification, that you would conform us to thine image, that you would draw us closer and nearer to you. I pray we would see that in this passage tonight with the prophet Elijah. Father, we thank you for bringing our dear brother Bryce home. I pray that you would bless him with this last evening of rest before he goes on the next part of his, his fellowship uh, for his career, but we ask that you'd bless him in that. And bless his word as he goes there, Father, and, and he is a faithful and bright light for Jesus Christ. We thank you for that. <clears throat> bless tonight, Father, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so here you have God sends Elijah in this great drought, and he sends him to this brook, this brook Cherith. I kind of imagine it in my mind, nice, nice, babbling brook, quiet brook. It's a quiet place. It's really strange to have some big nasty crows being, bringing you your, your breakfast and your dinner. But they fed him there, it says morning and evening. But the precious source of water is what I want to look at, which God provided for Elijah from the drought because there was no rain and the scriptures tells us that. But we read the words, the brook dried up. The brook dried up. And it tells us because there had been no rain in the land. So I ask myself, what is God teaching me from looking at this passage of Scripture and teaching us that the brook dried up? You sent your prophet to the brook, Lord. I mean, you sent him there, and the brook was the running water for him. So what are you teaching me, Lord? And what does it matter at all that the brook dried up? Well, it matters because he's got no more water to drink. And it's not raining for three years and six months. So it might seem an insignificant part of this passage, but I can assure you that it has significance. And I, I've quoted this a few times in the past, but Paul says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. And so there's profit here. We know that the brook drying up was the effect of God's judgment. We know that Israel had an idolatrous king, a wicked king, one of the worst kings that there ever was. King in Samaria. He built an altar to Baal. He built a big idol. And as the king, he made decrees that you're going to, uh, the king did this, so you're going to do this. So the people of Israel followed suit. And listen, we're fallen people. So it's not difficult to get us to sway if our leader is going to get us to turn aside. And so here, Ahab's was a wicked and idolatrous king, and so were the people. And so God judged Israel for their idolatry, and hence that's what this, this, this drought was. Look at, look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter 11. In fact, this is a warning that God gave the children of Israel. In Deuteronomy 11, it's written, verse Deuteronomy 11, 10. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 10 here we see it says, For the land whither thou goest in to possess it, that is the children of Israel, is not as the land of Egypt from whence she came out, where thou sowest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. But the land whither you go to possess it, it is a land of hills and valleys, and it drinketh water of the rain of heaven, a land which the Lord thy God careth for, 
The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it. From the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. And it shall come to pass if ye shall hearken diligently unto my commandments which I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul that I will give you the rain of your land in his due season. The first rain and the latter rain that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thine oil. And I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle that thou mayest eat and be full. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you and he shut up the heaven that there be no rain and that the land yield not her fruit unless ye perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord giveth you. Thus the judgment of God was upon Israel for their sin. And so there would be this drought for three years and six months. You imagine that a drought? Now listen, we just had kind of a mini drought. We had a lot of rain yesterday and today. We had a nice downpour today. But in the past three or four weeks, my grass got crispy. You know, I mean, it's, it's been hot. And the grass kind of looks a little brownish. But you know, even in the morning, and I, I thought about this the other day. I walk outside in the morning to go check the chickens. We had a possum get four of our chickens, so I'm checking the chickens. Anyway, I walk out there, and the grass is still thick with the dew of the morning. The dew is still there. And so I'm thinking to myself, because a lot of our grass is still green, I said, well, you know, the grass is still getting some water from the dew. But did you notice in verse 1 of 1 Kings of 17, look at what it says. In, in verse 1 it says, Elijah said, As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain. There wasn't even dew. That's a serious drought. I don't know if I've ever experienced that, of course, in South Louisiana. But as sore and dry as this drought was, God was going to provide for his servant. So God sent him to the brook Cherith. And everything's going fine. I don't really know how long he was there. But he went there and the ravens were bringing him his food. Morning and evening. And the scriptures tell us that God told him, drink of that brook. But then it says it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up. And I'm thinking to myself, you read that and you're thinking, but wait a minute, Lord, you sent Elijah. This was your provision for him. But then again, it was God that dried it up. God dried up the brook. Remember that Elijah wrote, or James wrote about Elijah, that he was a man subject to like passions as we are. So I begin to think about this. Elijah's turned aside. The whole land is in a full-blown drought. There's not dew. There's not rain. I don't know how long it's been here. But Elijah began to drink of this brook. He probably, this is probably kind of like a time apart for him. But I begin to think maybe Elijah began to trust and depend on the brook rather than on God. Maybe he just drinking of the water 
And he took for granted that God gave him this provision. Perhaps after he went to drink of it day after day that he took it for granted and he figured it would always be there. You know, there are things in our lives, beloved, that God gives us and we nary give it a thought as compared to God because we got this, you know. I mean, the brook's right there. The brook's flowing. The brook's not going to stop. Well, the brook dried up. Perhaps Elijah failed to thank God for it and he just went and drank every day. Well, God dried up the brook. And it was by God's design. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. He suffered from the same things that we suffer from. Perhaps here, he took the brook, took God for granted. God provided the provision. But it was by God's design to teach Elijah, I think, not to depend on earthly brooks of water, earthly sources, things that he, he might take for granted, but to depend on God. Listen, beloved, for us, there will be things that we take for granted. They're just going to continue to flow. We're going to continue to have certain things. We just take that for granted. But, beloved, God will dry up some brooks in your life. And he's going to dry up some brooks in your life, which he had provided for you. He provided that brook for Elijah. He's the one that sent him to that brook so that he might drink water in that great drought to sustain him, to help him, to feed him. And beloved, God will do that in our lives. It is not that God would starve us or see us beg, but that we would not trust or depend on temporary earthly brooks or temporary provisions in this world, which will all eventually dry up and fail. All of the sources that come to us in this world, which God has provided, they're going to fail eventually. They're going to dry up. But that we would trust in our God, whose provisions for us are always unfailing and inexhaustible. God was not going to starve Elijah of thirst, or he was not going to die of thirst. God was going to provide of him. He was going to provide for him, rather. But I think God was teaching Elijah at this place. Listen, I think this truth can be understood in how the Lord Jesus taught us to pray to our Father in Matthew chapter 6. He doesn't say, give us our bread that we may fill our pantries up and then not pray. He says, give me this day my daily bread. And listen, this is not something that we should think of as isolated to our, our sustenance and our food, but Father, we need your freshness every day. I need fresh grace each day because I might start depending on brooks that'll dry up. And I just think that they're all there and I just take for granted that I got this and I don't have to pray about this. And I neglect and take for granted my God who gives me all things to enjoy in this life. I think that might have been what was going on in Elijah's life. Listen, we are taught in this prayer that the Lord Jesus taught us to depend daily upon our Father in heaven and to trust in Him every day. 
and not just for, again, our daily provisions. And so the brook dried up. But listen, as we so often do, we get to going through life, and this is just the, the way we are. We get to going through life and we begin to depend on ourselves rather than upon God. Or we just think everything's just going to keep on going, and we don't pray about things that we don't think we need to pray about. And we take God for granted and we expect that the flowing brooks in our lives are just going to keep flowing, and we forget that every brook, every provision, every blessing from God. may dry up. God may take it back. So what flowing brooks in your life have you grown to depend on and to trust, thinking that they are just going to keep flowing? What is it in your life that you don't really depend on God for because it's just there? It's there. You go drink of it every day. You don't thank God for it. You just take for granted and you feel that you don't really have a need. When the brook dried up, Elijah realized, I'm out of water. And he was in the middle of a drought. So what brooks in your life are you just drinking from, not knowing and realizing that they're from God and God could dry them up? Listen, it might be your job might be your strength and your abilities, your bank account. could be your full pantry full of food. We don't know what it's like to have that brook dried up, do we? <laughs> we don't. We don't know what that's like. A brook that might dry up in your life, it might be a person. It might be a person that you trust and depend on. And while there's nothing wrong with having someone that you trust and depend on, ultimately your faith and your trust must be in God, not in the brooks that flow to you. Listen, all earthly and human helps and provisions will eventually dry up and fail, but God will never fail us, brethren. Look at the Psalms 46, and then I'll finish this off. The brook dried up. The brook dried up on God's servant. And God dried the brook up. How can that be for Elijah's good? Well, it was. And listen, I'll show you in a moment that God was going to take care of Elijah. And listen, God is going to take care of you. If God dries up a brook in your life, it's that God would draw you nearer to him. And that you would see that every flowing brook Every blessing, every provision that you have is from God, and we must never take those things for granted. Psalm 46, verse 4 says, There is a river, the streams whereof make glad the city of God. That river is never going to dry up, brethren. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. And that right early. So when God dries up one of the books in your life, know that he dried it up by design so that you would depend solely on him and him alone. I think maybe Elijah began to depend on the brook rather than God. And then God dried it up. 
And God brought him back to remembering that it was him that supplied that water. But God had his plan for Elijah, and he has his plan for you. If God dries up a brook in your life, he's going to supply for you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you, but he desires to bring you nearer to him. God did not forsake Elijah. As soon as the brook dried up, God knew this and commanded him to go to Zarephath. Turn back to 1 Kings and we'll finish here. It's a wonderful story. So he dries up the brook. He has no more water. And he sends her to Zarephath. And by the way, when you go to Luke's gospel, I think it's Luke's gospel, Jesus was telling the Jews there were many Jews in Israel in the time of this famine, but unto none of them was the prophet Elijah sent. The prophet Elijah was sent. But to a widow in Zarephath, they wanted to throw him off the hill. But look here, verse 8. Soon as the brook dried up and the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. See, in this miracle, it was miraculous that the ravens brought him food. I mean, it, that, that's mirac the brook drying up, I mean, that's miraculous too. But the ravens bringing him food, that's miraculous. Now, he's going to send Elijah to a widow who's barely got a little piece of, a little barrel, a little oil and a little bit of meal to make one little cake that will barely feed her and her boy and they're going to die. He had a brook of water. Now he's going to get a tiny, barely any water. He goes to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow woman was gathering sticks, and he called her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. She gave a cup of water to a prophet in the name of the Lord, and the Lord blessed her. And as she was going to fetch it, he called her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. She said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake but a handful of meal and a barrel and a little oil and a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. It's all we've got. We've got nothing else. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first. So he tells her, Believe God first. Listen to me. Make me a little cake, bring it to me, and after that make for thee and thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. So she received the prophet and his message. She believed in the God of Israel. And she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. So God fed Elijah, gave him water from a brook, dried up the brook that he might show him 
something even more miraculous than that, that he would sustain him by a widow woman who was about to die with her son. But, beloved, remember these brooks that dry up. And when they do dry up in your life, and when God takes something from you, or God takes someone out of your life, or God, God, God brings you into place to a place of need and want, and he takes a provision perhaps that he gave to you, know that it is that God would do greater things in your life, and that he would continue to sustain you according to his perfect will. But beloved, don't take for granted the good things that God gives to you. And don't look upon what God gives you, his provisions, as if it's just always going to be there. Don't take God for granted in those things. I pray God would bless this word to you today. Amen. Let's just listen in prayer. Lord, thank you, Father, for this passage blessed my soul. And Father, I am guilty of drinking of thy brooks and not giving you the praise or the honor or the glory or thanking you for it. Father, I pray that, Father, we would see that you have your design and what you do in our lives. And sometimes you dry up brooks in our lives. Lord, with the design to draw us closer to you, to conform us more to your image, to help us to depend upon you and to trust you and to not trust in what we have down here, oh God. Oh Lord, I pray that you would help us. Bless your church, Father. I pray that you would help us as we go back into the second part of this week. Lord, I pray you would bring us back, and I pray we would rejoice to be gathered with your people in your house, if it be thy will. And we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.